Well, these are, these are exciting days. Amen? I know that um, God, God has blessed us. He's blessed us to, uh, to live long enough to see this commissioning take place and to see what God, to, to see him do this in our, in our midst. They're also not only exciting times, they're stretching times. Um, there's, there are challenges involved with all of this. Someone uh, this morning when we were praying as, as a pastoral staff, you know, we said, yeah, it's like birthing a baby. You know, we got, we got the baby born, and then someone else said, now you've got to raise them. <laughs> the, the job isn't over just, uh, just because we've reached this point. And so with all that's going on, we need confidence. Uh, we need confidence before the Lord. We need to move forward with confidence that comes from God. Not fleshly confidence, but real godly confidence. I met with someone recently uh, that expressed their worry, a little bit of their anxiety, that maybe we as a church are trying to do too much at the same time. You know, we've got the, the changes, the upgrade to the facilities that we're trying to do, uh, and we're trying to, to, to send and plant a church, and we're doing everything else. But today, I see today as an encouragement that we're on the right track and that God is indeed helping us. Amen? I mean, wait till you see the changes that are happening out in the foyer and entryway. It's very exciting. It's getting close to being finished. But um, so progress is being made there. We'll talk more about that on, on another day. But here we are today sending uh, this group of people out to begin a new church. So it's happening. God, God is helping us. God is helping us. But as I said, we're not done yet, and we need confidence. And you know, as I was reflecting upon that in light of the passage of Scripture that we have uh, for this morning, we need confidence not only in our church life and the church decisions we make together and the enterprises we entertain together, but we need it in our personal and our family lives. Many of us face challenges uh, at work. We go to work on Monday morning and we need confidence uh, based on what we're facing there. School's starting. For many of our students, uh, they look at that and they need confidence. Our, our families have challenges. Personally, we have challenges on the inside. And we need confidence. And what does godly confidence look like? And how do we get that confidence? Well, look at the passage that's uh, next in line today. It's in 1 John chapter 5. It's 13 to 15. I'll read them all in a moment. But I want us to look first at verse 14. He said, And this is the confidence that we have toward Him. Now, when he says that, that we have toward Him, he's referring, the Him is the Lord. It's God. So he says, This is the confidence that we have Toward God. Now, that's amazing because this is the greatest confidence anyone could have. I mean, think about the confidence that you need when you, uh, you go before your boss or before you go um, uh, in front of your teacher if you're a student or your parents or if there's some case in which you need to go before the police or a bill collector or whatever it is, some person of authority. We need confidence there. But all that fades into insignificance when we think about walking up before Almighty God 
and having confidence as we approach him. That's the kind of confidence that the Apostle John is talking about here. So let's read the whole passage, verse 13 to 15. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. And this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we have asked of him. I see in this passage three aspects of this confidence, and I want to show them to you. Three aspects of this godly confidence. And the first is this. I'm, not, I'm going to kind of go backwards in the passage. I'm going to end with verse 13. But uh, the first aspect of this confidence is that we know that God listens to us. Look at verse 14 again. And, and this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So we know that God actually listens. When it says hears us, it means listening. So God's actually listening to us, and we know that he listens to us. This is a part of our confidence. There's an infection in our thinking of this day and in our culture that God uh, owes us explanations and he certainly should listen to us there's kind of a a, a, a self-inflated um, uh, opinion of ourselves that that leads us to think that of course God should listen to us and it's an assumption that he even owes us answers but that was not the assumption that the biblical writers had they they didn't think that at all they, they realized that they were very, very small. They were aware of their own smallness and sinfulness. And it was amazing to them that God would listen to us. I have a, a couple passages in the Psalms that, that show us this. In Psalm 144, verses 3 and 4, David said, O Lord, what is man that you regard him? Or the son of man that you think of him? Man is like a breath. His days are like a passing shadow. See, you see, realizing our smallness makes us wonder why God would listen to us. But he's saying here, Lord, he's saying here in Psalm 144, why do you pay attention to us at all? We're, we're just like a breath. Um, do you guys remember what it's like when it gets colder? We're starting to forget that. You know, you walk outside and you, you go, and your breath, you can see your breath. Remember that? In our ancient back there, in our far long-term memory. Yeah, you go, and the breath just goes out, and then what happens? It just, it's gone. And the psalmist is saying, that's what our life is like. That's what our life is like. It's just, Gone. Why would you, Almighty God, pay attention to me? I am so small. And in Psalm 8, there's a similar expression of smallness. It's, again, it's in verse 3 and 4. He said, When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, 
What is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him? We are so puny. Why, Lord? It's amazing to me that you would listen to us. And not only are we puny, we're putrid. Not only are we small, we're sinful. Listen to Psalm 14. The Lord looks down from heaven on the children of man to see if there are any who understand, who seek after God. They have all turned aside. Together they have become corrupt. There is none who does good, not even one. God looks down from heaven and he sees not only are we small and teeny, we're so, 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 so small compared to him, but we've also, all of us, we've all rebelled against God. We're living, God, uh, living our lives naturally the way we want to, not the way God wants to. We're sinful. And so when we realize our own sinfulness, that too should motivate us to amazement. We should be amazed that God listens to us. But John says, in spite of our smallness and in spite of our sinfulness, he says, and this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he listens to us. Have you grown dull to this amazement? Have you, have you slipped into the spirit of our age where you somehow are thinking that this is natural, this is normal, that Almighty God would listen to us? He actually even owes it to us somehow? Friend, let, let this morning be a reminder to you let God remind you and revive you this morning in the amazement and in the wonder and in the joy and in the power of knowing that God listens to you. Amen? He listens to you. And that's a vital part of, of our confidence. But secondly... Second aspect of our confidence is this, that we expect God to answer us. Not only do we know that God listens to us, we expect him to answer us. And this is in contrast to the world's assumptions. John speaks with a reasoned confidence. Look at verse 15. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we have asked of him. You see, John's confidence is not based in us. It's not about us, but it's about God. It's about who God is, and it's about what God has promised. If God listens, then God answers. And this echoes Jesus' teaching about prayer. If, if, if God listens, then God answers. That's what's being said here. The focus is not on us. We're too small. We're too sinful. The confidence that we have before God is not rooted in us. It's rooted in who God is and in what he's promised. 
John was walked with Jesus. John heard Jesus talk about prayer. John was infected with Jesus' words, not, not the culture's attitude. And John remembered things like when Jesus said, Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask, and you will receive that your joy may be full. That's John 16, 24. And I could quote many, many others. Jesus spoke about prayer in a way that showed that when you're reconciled to God and you approach him through Jesus Christ, God hears and answers your prayers. But what do we do about unanswered prayer, right? We all have times where we've asked and not really received what it was we were asking or so we thought. I want to just say briefly that, that there's a difference between seeing prayer as an event and seeing prayer as a process. We are, we are so programmed to think of prayer as an event, like I pray and I ask for something. Okay, boom, that I prayed. Rather than seeing prayer as an event, that I, okay, I pray, I ask for something, but then I continue to think about it, and I come back and talk to God about that again. And a couple days later, I'm talking about, with God about the same thing again. And it's a, it's a process. How many of us have seen this happen in our lives where we begin, there, there's something in our life that concerns us, and so we start praying about it. And when we start praying, we're praying a certain way. I, I'm asking for this, Lord. But as the days go by, and it may be weeks and months, it could even be years, we keep praying about the same issue, but now we're asking this. And then God answers. How many have seen that in your life? Where prayer, if we, we understand prayer is a, is a process of us staying in the presence of God, before the face of God, and talking with Him about what's on our heart, and allowing Him to speak to us. So that when God changes us to the, certain, the right place, then he answers that prayer. And so you say, well, did God not answer your first prayer? Well, if you see it as an event, you'd say he didn't answer that prayer. But if you see prayer as a process, you say, yes, he answered that prayer. Because he moved your heart to get here and then he gave it. Amen? There's a story about this in, our, in this church plant already. Uh, ben didn't have time to tell the whole story, and neither do I, but they've gone through a tremendously long and uh, involved process trying to find a place to meet. And at one point, it looked like they, had, they, they, they were going to lease a, a, a certain building. Uh, it was more expensive than they were hoping, but there were a lot of positives about it. And we were praying about that. They were praying about that. And so... Um, I, along with many others, were saying, Lord, make it happen, you know? And then it didn't happen, but everything worked out for the fire hall. So did God not answer my prayer? Well, if it's an event, that you're right. He didn't answer that prayer when I was saying, Lord, give him that place. But we kept praying about it, amen? You keep before God. And he, he, he just moved everybody over here and said, now that's it, and we got it. Our confidence before God is that we know He listens to us and we expect Him to answer our prayers. Are you, this morning, as you face 
challenges in your own life. Uh, maybe it's at work. Maybe it's your family. Maybe it's your kids. You're, you're facing challenges. And you're praying about it. But are you wavering in faith? Let this passage, let God speak to you through this passage. He hears you. He's listening. And he is answering. If I had time to tell more stories or to listen to all of our stories where God directs us and leads us to a different answer, but it's the answer that we were praying for. Have you slipped into praying without really believing God for answers? Are you insisting on your will as you pray? Or are you, are you remembering to submit that as, as you're praying, you're saying, you know, your will on earth as it, is, as it is in heaven. It's always your will. It's your will. Let John's words encourage you here. And if we know that he hears us and whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we have asked of him. And then lastly, and I saved it to the end, but it's the, the way the whole thing starts in verse 13. Not only do we know that God listens to us, not only do we expect God to answer us, but we believe God has given us eternal life. Look at verse 13. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. This is where it all begins. This is where the, the confidence comes from. This is the foundational reason for the confidence that God will hear and answer us. And he says, I write these things to you. Who's the you? Who are you? Well, he goes on and explains. It's those who believe. You see what it says? I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God. That's who he's writing to you, too. We believed in Jesus Christ and everything changed. Amen? We believed in Jesus Christ and everything changed. All that Christ did for us on the cross becomes ours. God so moves in us, he opens our eyes, he enlivens our dead hearts, we believe in Christ, we're born again, all, but all, all that, you see, I, this is near the end of the book, right? This is chapter 5, getting really close to the end. And so, so John, as he's writing, he doesn't have to repeat everything all over again, but he's saying, all that I've said about Jesus as the Son of God that he is God who became flesh. He's God and man. And that wonderful word, John used it twice in this book. He died on the cross to make propitiation for our sins. He satisfied the justice of God on our account. All of that's wrapped up here. He says, I'm writing to you who believe in the name of the Son of God. So all that he did on the cross now counts for you. You, you have forgiveness. You have complete and full forgiveness before God. You're reconciled to God. God is not angry with you because of Jesus Christ. So now, 
you have confidence before God. Amen? I, you could go before God and he listens to you. He listens to you because you're his child now. Not because you earned it, but because Christ earned it for you and you responded to him in faith. So now you have confidence before God. You, he actually pays attention to you and he answers you because you've received eternal life. Have you believed? I don't know everybody here. There's some faces I don't recognize and there's some of you that I, ha I don't know your story. But have you believed? There comes a point in our life you see, we're not born believing in, in Christ. We have to come to the place where we make that decision, where God enables us. He works in us. He, he softens us. He brings us to that point. And then we believe in Jesus Christ. The word believe in the Bible, it means trust. It's not just that I accept certain facts about God. That's the beginning. But the end of faith is that I trust him. I'm trusting in Jesus Christ that he has made everything right between me and God. I've entrusted my life to him. Have you trusted in him? If you haven't, you can. Does it sound good? Eternal life? Does that sound good? We can have it. And we have it in Jesus Christ. And then do you have this confidence Having trusted in Christ, are you resting in Christ? Or, 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 or are, you, are you worrying too much? Amen? Are you, are you wrestling in face of the, of the challenges that we have? Are you, getting, are you letting yourself get unsettled? Oh, friend, go back to Christ and trust. Remember, you have confidence. Remember that when you bring your challenges to God, that's just what He wants. Now you're before His face. Now you're, you're, you're right where he wants you to be. And he's saying, come, come, come closer. Come closer. Many, many times when God is not answering your prayer, so to speak, that it looks that way, what he's doing is he's, 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 he's not pushing you away by not answering. He's drawing you to himself. He's saying, come closer. Come closer. Come on. Come on. Come closer. And then we get right there. And he does whatever changes need to be done in our heart. And he answers. He answers our prayers. Prayer, prayer is so much more than checking off a, 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 like a grocery list. Like, okay, I need this. Okay, good, I got this. Prayer is all about you before the face of God, you and God. It's just, it's you and God speaking together. But it all begins with this faith. I write these things to you who believe. You believe in the name of the Son of God. It begins there, receiving eternal life and then walking in the confidence that God hears us and God will answer us. And so as we move forward as a church with challenge, challenges and in our own lives, let's do it with confidence. Amen? Amen? Yeah, this is good stuff. Let's pray together. Our Father, we, we bow before you and we thank you.
that we can do this with great confidence. We can talk to you, not because we deserve it. We are so sinful. We are so small. You are so great. You are so holy. But in Jesus Christ, the way is clear. We have forgiveness. And we have your listening ear. We love you, Lord. And I pray, I pray for all of us. We have challenges, Lord, in our lives. You know what they are. We have challenges as a church. You know what they are. Give us renewed confidence that you are listening and answering. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.